At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a winning edition of the HHC. Hornets able to take down the San Antonio Spurs, get some revenge from a, a couple of nights ago, actually about a week ago, when the Hornets fell in San Antonio, had a serious injury to Brandon Miller, taken out mid-flight. It, it, it was a rough game all around, but the Hornets exact their revenge, winning by the final score of 124 to 120. We will break down the contest for you, pick our stars of the night, and it's also a game preview edition of the HHC as the Hornets are on night two of a back-to-back tonight taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll have a game preview at the end of this podcast. And helping me on all of these topics, he's my producer on the Hornets Radio Network as well as the producer of this fine podcast, Rob Longo, here with us once again. Rob, a thrilling win over a shorthanded Spurs team. Then again, the Charlotte Hornets seem to always be shorthanded, so I guess it's a fair fight and the Hornets come out on top with a four-point victory. I guess that's one way to put it, but yeah, I mean, anytime that you're able to pick up a win, especially the way that this season has gone for the Hornets, we're going to take them. So I don't know if I fully remember how to do these winning editions of the Hornets Hivecast, but I'm excited to embark on this in Denver with you. Yeah, let's uh, let's start off with how the game went down. Hornets take the win 124-120 to and improve now to 9-30 and on the season, but it wasn't easy in the true uh, fashion of the Hornets over the last couple of weeks. One player comes back, another one goes out due to injury. Brandon Miller able to come back from a back injury that he suffered the last time the Hornets matched up with the Spurs, uh, getting taken out on a 
driving attempt, essentially, from behind, a flagrant foul. Uh, he hit his back hard on the floor and was ruled out the rest of that game and then missed the next two games afterwards. One of those two games at New Orleans, another Hornets loss, Charlotte big man Nick Richards appeared to sprain his ankle. He was able to gut it out, go the rest of the way in that loss, but unable to go last night against the Spurs. So if you're keeping score at home, the starting center from the regular season, Mark Williams, was out. His reliever, Nick Richards, the number 2 center on the team who had filled in as the starter, was out. So the Hornets were without a true center uh, at that starting spot. They elected to go small ball with P.J. Washington, who filled in very well with 20 points. The rest of the starting lineup, though, more or less coming back to somewhat close to normal. It's not with Gordon Hayward out there. He's still out with a calf injury, but Brandon Miller was back out there. He had 24. Miles Bridges was out there, 23. Terry Rozier, 17 points, 8 assists. And, of course, LaMelo Ball, 28 points and 8 assists on one of his most efficient nights of the season. Now on the other side, San Antonio, no Victor Wembanyama. It was night one of a back-to-back. He or they elected to uh, make the focus night two. There are differing opinions out there about whether it was injury or whether it was a, a choice. Either way, he didn't play, and that's a big missing ingredient from the Spurs' blow out win over the Hornets. That said, still a tight game, so I don't know what exactly we want to take away from that, but I think the focus at first, at least, should be on the excellent play by Charlotte in crunch time to come away with this win, and that's really been a calling card, Rob, of this team throughout the season. Although there's only been nine wins, they always seem to include the squad coming through in the clutch. Well, they have to because they haven't had a double-digit win all season, so they're definitely in these situations, but I mean, when you look at this one, they were basically identical games for both sides. I mean, both teams shot 47 of 84 from the field. They were exactly the same. They both shot around the same three-point percentage. The Hornets were 16 to 29 from beyond the arc. San Antonio was 15 to 32. That was a little bit of a difference in the free throw, of course, as well. And it's going to happen when it's only a four-point spread in the contest. But the Spurs went 11 to 17 at the line. Charlotte went 14 for 16. So a free throw here, a free throw there was the difference. But the thing that I really liked about the Hornets is just the way that they were able to control basically from the get-go. I mean, that first quarter, we thought everything was going to be all fine and dandy. Charlotte races out to a 7-0 lead early on. Spurs had three turnovers on three possessions. You're thinking, this is going to be great. This is going to be a reverse sweep from a week ago when San Antonio beat the Hornets by 36. Maybe the Hornets are going to win by 36 tonight, but you got to give credit where credit's due. San Antonio battled back there, didn't have a lead until the 9-0-4 mark of the fourth quarter, but that didn't last very long. San Antonio led for a total of 26 seconds in this game last night. They had a possession where they led there for about 12 seconds. Hornets take the lead back. A couple of possessions later, San Antonio led for 14 seconds, and Hornets take the lead for good, too. So just the resiliency there because, again, San Antonio played really well down the stretch, especially in that second half. I mean, Spurs shot 50% from the field in the third quarter, 63% from the field in the fourth quarter, and 6-10 to 10 from beyond the arc, which really put them back into the game and kept them in the game. And Charlotte shot 60% of their own in that fourth quarter and 4-6 beyond the arc. So they matched shot for shot, basically, for San Antonio last night. And that's really hard to do when one team is able to punch and you're able to counter punch back that just makes you that much more of a resilient team and it showed last night in a win no question about it and this one really even though early on it felt like the Hornets were in control stepped out to a fairly sizable lead in the first quarter up double figures ended up at halftime being up by eight stretching that to double figures again going to the fourth quarter before the Spurs made their comeback I really come back to this game being about 
crunch time. You look at the final statistics, both teams shot the exact same number of When's last field time goal you saw attempts. That? I can't When's recall. last time? I forgot to mention this, too. When's the last time you saw a team have three buzzer beaters in a game? Because the Hornets had that through the first three quarters as well. Hornets did that as well. Uh, three in a row, ending the first, second, and third quarters with makes at the buzzer. But uh, the overall numbers, 47 for 84 for both teams. So it came down to the little things. Hornets a little bit better from three. Uh, great collective shooting, even off the bench. Cody Martin, Nick Smith Jr., uh, both knocked down to three. Both were 50 percent or better from beyond the arc and then maybe you're more volume guys or the guys you want taking a higher volume of threes they were all solid too terry rogier a slightly off night shooting the ball one for seven but uh, he knocked down a triple on his way to a 17.8 assist performance miles bridges had a pair pj washington playing the small ball five went three for four from deep brandon miller first game back four of seven beyond the arc and then of course Lamelo ball four of six uh so you know the three-point shooting was big charlotte made one more three than the spurs did and Free throw shooting. Uh, both teams shot almost the exact same number. Hornets 16 attempts, Spurs 17. Hornets, though, 14 for 16. Spurs missed six free throws. That ends up being essentially the difference in a four-point game. One last thing I want to focus on before we get to stars of the night, and that is crunch time for the Hornets. Clutch time, crunch time, whatever you want to call it. Charlotte has been absolutely terrific in those scenarios. It's all about getting there. But once they're there, uh, they're able to lean on their stars for big plays, and in particular, LaMelo Ball. The last three minutes and 15 seconds, all of the buckets for the Hornets, I'm talking about made field goals here, were either made by LaMelo Ball or assisted by LaMelo Ball. He assisted Brandon Miller's three-pointer that made it a two-possession game with 3.12 left to play, assisted on P.J. Washington's straightaway three that stretched that advantage to six, and within a one-point game and 30 seconds left, LaMelo Ball came up with the goods again. P.J. Washington to LaMelo Ball. Double, spins away from it. He'll drive, LaMelo, reverse lay-in. Yes! How did he do it? LaMelo Ball defying the laws of gravity. Evades three defenders and finishes the reverse lay-in. Timeout Spurs with 26.4 seconds left and the Hornets up by three. Unbelievable. Couldn't have said it any better myself. So we'll let Lamelo. Well, you did say it yourself. So <laughs> we'll let Lamelo Ball talk about what he saw on his last shot, the one that almost iced the game. Almost, not quite. Hornets needed a couple free throws to officially do that, but effectively put the game out of reach. Yeah, I mean, just came off the screen, seeing uh, still had dude on my left, and then Collins on the right, and then just made a spin move and made a play. He's so modest. Uh, look, he he made an exceptional play. The highlights are everywhere on social media, including Hornet social media. You can go ahead and check it out. Was that play and that performance enough to make LaMelo Ball our star of the game? We'll find out next here on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Hornets winners over the San Antonio Spurs, 124-120, the final score, a winning edition of the HHC, also a game preview edition as we'll get you set for Hornets versus 76ers tonight. Rob Longo, let's pick our stars of the game, and there's a lot to pick from. All five starters were north of 15 points last night, uh, and even off the bench, even though they were muted scoring performances, a lot of good things coming in to help the Hornets to that victory with JT Thor, Cody Martin, Nathan Mensa, and Nick Smith Jr. all contributing off the bench. Who do you want as your star of the night? It's a tough one. This is a tough one, and it's a good problem to have, all things considered. But for me, i got to go with the rookie. That's Brandon Miller. Jones dribbles left hand, and it's punched away from behind by Rozier. Recovery for the Hornets. Lamelo sends it up the floor. Rozier misses the lay-in, but the tip slam for Brandon Miller. Soaring and scoring a massive Dr. Pepper dunk to push the Hornets' lead back to eight. One of the career-high nine rebounds for Brandon on that offensive putback there. Goes for 24 points, 8 of 14 shooting from the field, 4 for 7 beyond the arc. Got to the free throw line a good bit too, 4 for 5 at the charity stripe, 2 assists, a pair of steals as well. He just did a little bit of everything. We were talking about it on air and off air early on there that this was maybe a little bit of a revenge game for Brandon Miller after he took that hard fall in San Antonio a week ago and missed the majority of the contest in that one. But that first quarter that he had was really, really big. He had 10 points and 5 rebounds in that quarter off a of 3 of 4 shooting. He is the third rookie this season to have 10 points and 5 rebounds in a quarter. Can you name the other two? I would guess uh, Chet Holmgren and Victor Wembanyama for correct. just about anything, yeah, anything you, with the rookie class right now. Yeah, you are correct. So where's Jaime Hawkins at on that cat? Never mind. I'm not going to start that <laughs> argument, but I digress. Had to throw a little shade in there. Jaime is having a great rookie season, but I think Brandon is having a better one, and that's not what the national media is saying, but I'm sure that will be a podcast topic here sooner rather than later. But at any rate, back to the regular point or the point I was trying to make is just Brandon Miller being my top performer in the game last night. He has just been remarkable as a rookie, as a number two overall pick. He's everything that the Hornets have wanted and needed and then some, and I think last night was no more of another exception to that. And I mean, just how doggone tough he is, too. I mean, he comes back from that hard fall. He only misses two games. He's been battered and bruised this season, a couple of ankle turns, and he just says, tape it up. I don't want to feel it. Just I'll go out there and finish the game as well. He might miss a game later on down the road, but he's at least going to finish what he starts when he steps out on the floor at the beginning of the game. So Brandon Miller, I just love the toughness. Probably comes from his dad, former football player. Of course, that would certainly make sense. But man, when Steve Clifford says that he's a throwback player, he means it. And I think yesterday was another good testament of that. Brandon Miller, just exceptional. I I thought maybe his best game of the year. He had that 29-point career-high performance against the New York Knicks back in November. Uh, But this one, 
a career high. Nine rebounds, 24 points, really efficient shooting all the way around. Hit clutch shots, made big plays, a couple of steals in there as well. I think this one could easily be argued as his best performance of the season. LaMelo Ball, another star of the show for the Hornets and the all-star for Team Teal, had this to say about the rookie's performance last night. Speak for itself. He's 6'9", athletic, could defend, shoot, run, get out. So, um, I mean, whenever you don't have that, you're going to feel it. So, just having that back, smooth. Talking about Brandon Miller's absence as well the last couple of games. Uh, it, it is an item for another podcast, but just to make the comparison, Jaime Hawk has been really, really strong for Miami. If you are looking at career-high points, or I should just say season-high points, that 24-point effort for Brandon Miller equals the second-best scoring effort Jaime Hawkins has put up in his NBA career, and the nine-rebound performance would be the second-most rebounds in a game for Jaime Hawkins. And, and keep in mind, Hawkins has the benefit of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Tyler Hero, and those guys have largely played this season, which makes all the difference. And oh, by the way, the, the game where a lot of his career highs occurred, a win over the Philadelphia 76ers, one of the biggest wins I would say Miami had had all season long. One, it came without Joel Embiid on the floor. And two, it came with a largely healthy roster. They did not for that one, have Jimmy Butler, but they did have Tyler Hero, who went for 20-plus. They did have Bam Adebayo, who went for 25 and 15. Uh, they had some big performances in there. That's not a luxury Brandon Miller has had all that often, which maybe makes this even more impressive because this is what coaches have talked about throughout the career of Brandon Miller. It's how he gets better as the cast around him gets better. He's able to fit in seamlessly and just look at the box score. You got all five starters in double figures easily. Everyone playing most part in some efficient basketball out there and Brandon Miller's just a weapon who helps spread the floor and takes advantage of those matchups. All right, enough gushing here about Brandon Miller. I got to pick my star of the night. I'm going to go with LaMelo Ball. LaMelo, six seconds left in the quarter, five, now four, one-on-one with the veteran Jetty Osman. LaMelo, step back three, on the way, it's good at the buzzer! Three buzzer beaters for Team Teal tonight. The latest and greatest from LaMelo Ball, who's got 23 points. LaMelo would finish with 28 points, 8 assists, 3 steals as well. His most efficient night in recent memory for me, uh, and I think that's the biggest thing perhaps that stuck out about this one, in addition to it being his fourth consecutive game of 20 points or more since returning from injury, uh, which is notable in and of itself, but to shoot that kind of percentage going 10 for 13 I don't think there's another game for him like it. His best field goal percentage on the season uh, was a loss at the New York Knicks where he scored 32 points back in November, and he was 13 of 20 from the floor. In terms of three-point shooting, his best is a loss again to the Knicks, another one in November, although at home, he went 8 for 13 last night, 4 for 6. So all the way around his most effective and efficient scoring performance, and that's probably a big part of the reason why it ended up being a winning one as well. Hornets over the Spurs, 124-120, to 120, the final score. A couple of tips of the cap, P.J. Washington subbing in as the starter at center, 20 points in that fill-in role, really nice work there. Miles Bridges, 23 points as a starter, really did a lot of his scoring in the first half as well. He was strong. And Terry Rozier didn't quite get that 161st career 20-point performance 
performance we're looking for to officially move past Glenn Rice for the third most in franchise history. But he was also close. 17 points, also had six rebounds and eight assists. He'll have another opportunity to crack that 20-point threshold again tonight. Hornets taking on the Philadelphia 76ers. We'll have the game preview next here on the Hornets Ivecast. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Well, you know, I think just good for confidence, you know, like our group's been through a lot. I'm really proud of them, the way they've hung in there. We've kept competing and working hard. So it's good. It's just, you know, play every other night and, you know, we're in a brutal stretch here. We don't have two days off again until after, you know, the All-Star break. So it's, it's important to win just, you know, just to feel good. And, you know, it was Melo's first game back at home. So all those things are positive. Hornets head coach Steve Clifford after last night's win over San Antonio 124-120 starting down that road of previewing the matchup against Philadelphia and just putting into context what that game meant. Also pointing out something that uh, I you know, kind of clued in on earlier, but that was the first home game for LaMelo Ball since November, which means, Rob Longo, the Hornets have a win streak right now. Three straight victories when LaMelo Ball plays at Spectrum Center. Can they make it four in a row tonight? We're going to find out as the Hornets will host Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. Full disclosure, we don't have all the details on injury report for this one tonight on either side. For Charlotte, obviously, they had to play without not one, but two centers for last night's game. No Nick Richards, no Mark Williams. There's no real sign that Mark Williams is that close to returning, uh, that he would be able to go tonight, having not played last night, but we'll we'll certainly keep our fingers crossed. That would be nice, wouldn't it? As for Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers, they're at a very different spot right now in their season. If you look at the standings, Philadelphia's been at or around the top most of the campaign. They are within five games of first place, but have really been one of the stronger teams. Coming off a win last night 
over the Orlando Magic, another team that's really performed very well this campaign. Uh, so Philadelphia, no rest advantage, second time for both teams that they'll play at Spectrum Center with both teams on night two of a back-to-back. MB played 31 minutes last night. Oddly enough, no double-double. Guy that big, you'd think he'd get one every time. Uh, but 36.7 rebounds for Joel Embiid. He did go 11 for 11 at the foul line. We'll see. I mean, uh, he has had a reputation uh, over the course of his career for taking days off occasionally, particularly on back-to-backs, although I think he's really been solid about it uh, the last two seasons as he went MVP last year and has played so well this year. So we'll find out if there are any injury updates for the 76ers later on this evening. You can, of course, tune in to our broadcasts on 92.7 Sports Radio WFNZ or tune in on Valley Sports Southeast with Eric Collins, Del Curry, and Ashley Shamady for all the latest details on the injury front. All right, that's enough of a preview. Uh, Hornets, round two against Philly. They lost 135-82 to a month ago. One of the most lopsided losses, the most lopsided loss, I believe, in Hornets franchise history. No LaMelo, no P.J. Washington, no Gordon Hayward, no Mark Williams for that one. So they might be slightly less shorthanded tonight. Rob Longo, who do you got as your Hornet, Stat, and Sixer to watch? Let's go ahead and begin with Philadelphia player to watch. And before we started recording this, I said, I have a sneaking suspicion that Joel Embiid will not play tomorrow or tonight just because of the way that... Full he, disclosure, this is full just disclosure. This is my disp- take. So yes, no, this no is, information. No, no, no. I have no insider info, no tipping, no fixing, any of that stuff. This was just a hunch that I had just because of the track record that Joel Embiid has had. But I looked it up during the segment here. He's already missed 10 games this season. So... Because of the threshold now that these guys have to worry about where they have to play at least 65 games, he's only got a 10-game cushion here for the last, I don't know, 50 games or so. He's probably going to play tonight, I would imagine. So hopefully he does. We always want to root for everybody to be at full strength and healthy and that sort of thing. So I'm going to go ahead and just take the low-hanging free. Joel Embiid is my player to watch tonight. Had 42 the last time that these two teams met up. I believe he has the most 40-point games in the NBA this season as well, and that includes some of those guys that are just some high scorers out there that you think might have maybe a couple more, but... He's the former MVP for a reason, the reigning MVP for a reason. Uh, It's not really a long-winded discussion I have to have to explain why he's my player to watch. It's just a low-hanging fruit, and I'm certainly going to take it on the second night of a back-to-back because I'm tired too, so I'm just going to leave it at that. Fair enough. I'll take uh, the other lead scorer for that squad, and that's Tyrese Maxey. He also had a big day against the Hornets in the first head-to-head meeting. 21 points was a plus 43, 43 in the plus-minus. But this game should be a little bit different. Obviously, LaMelo Ball did not play in that previous game, and so it it creates a very different matchup. And Tyrese Maxey, he's an exceptional scoring guard, but he's not an especially big guard. So him going head-to-head against Terry Rozier, who's a tenacious defender and does so much right. That's different than shooting over the six foot seven, six foot eight LaMelo ball. So this will be a different situation for Tyrese Maxey. Not something that he hasn't done before. He's coming off a great performance last night as well with 32 points, eight of nine from the foul line, made four threes, had five assists. Uh, we'll see if he can duplicate both his effort last night and the one earlier this season against the Hornets. Now going head to head with LaMelo ball. Next up, stat to watch or Hornet to watch? Let's mix it up a little bit let's go with the stat to watch and for me I think the obvious one here is the bench scoring and that's not more so just for the fact that it's going to determine the winner and the loser of this game certainly very well could you never know but just to 
compare things. I mean, the Hornets just did not get a lot of bench scoring in the game last night against San Antonio. Certainly makes sense because you didn't have Nick Richards out there, so you had P.J. Washington playing the small ball five. He's kind of that guy that you have to lean on a little bit to get that bench scoring, but all in all, just 12 points for the bench in the game last night. Cody Martin had five, Nick Smith Jr. had five, J.T. Thor had a bucket as well, so not a whole lot there for the bench to really get things going in terms of that, but for me, I think it's just more so trying to balance the scoring a little bit. You go over to the other side for Philadelphia, and they're dealing with a little bit of injuries as well. Kelly Oubre got the start for them. We know how well of a scorer he is. He was that big bench presence that the Hornets had last season. He was in a starting role last night in Orlando. He scored 15 points, and Marcus Morris was the guy that had the shoulder of the load a little bit with 10, but all in all, they ended up with 26 bench points, so definitely a significant number. Not certainly near the 51 that San Antonio had last night that really kept them in the game for the most part against Charlotte, but just somebody needs to step up on the bench to provide some secondary scoring because you can't have these lulls where nobody scores for the Hornets whenever they break the lineup. I know that Steve Clifford has been very crafty and creative here over the last couple of weeks dealing with these injuries and trying to get LaMelo Ball a little bit of a rest here and maybe extending the run a little bit for a couple of starters here or there until LaMelo Ball is able to get his breath and come back out onto the floor, and then you're just kind of quickly and rapidly rotating these guys in and out of the lineup to keep everybody fresh because it's hard to maintain, especially on the second night of a back-to-back as well. So somebody has to step up for the Hornets tonight, and that's why the bench scoring is probably one of the bigger factors. Yeah, I think it's it's certainly something to keep an eye on. You're looking for hopefully a little bit better health for the Hornets and opportunities for guys to step up, but it's tough. Part of the reason Philadelphia is so great is because the depth they have. Uh, one case in point, Furkan Korkmaz is a guy who was a big part of the rotation a couple of years ago. He doesn't play right now. I mean, he's near the end of the bench that's a good player and you look at the top teams in either conference they tend to have benches where if you look at the end it's either a really highly drafted recent pick a rookie or second year guy who's got a lot of potential but hasn't been able to crack the rotation or someone who's been a rotation player for that team or another and has had a significant role and just they're too deep and so that's what we're looking at right now with Philadelphia Hornets are anything but that right now given all the injuries but they've been certainly soldiering through it and I think it is an opportunity I'm torn on this one I kind of want to go three-point shooting because I think it can be the great equalizer and the Hornets shot the ball so well but I'm going to go with free throws. And the reason I bring it up is because Philadelphia is better in this category than anybody else in the NBA. They you can scored. just say Joel Embiid. Well, he's he's a big part of it. Joel Embiid averages, averages 10 made free throws a game. 10. To put this into perspective, the Hornets as a team average 19 attempts per game. So 76ers tend to start with a huge edge there. And part of this is Embiid having that ability to draw fouls. But it's something that Charlotte has to be aware of. You've got to defend Embiid without fouling. You've got to try and do it without allowing him to just go absolutely berserk from the floor, which he did last time. He was 18 of 22 from inside the three-point arc. Missed one three. Only had six free throws in a 42.15 rebound performance against a very shorthanded Charlotte team last time. We'll see how shorthanded they are specifically at the center position. But again, this is something they do well. They're number one in the NBA in percentage of their offense derived from the free throw line. Roughly 22-23 points per game coming from the foul line 
for the 76ers each and every night. They as a squad attempt 27 a game. Hornets 19 per contest. Uh, Percentage-wise, Charlotte's not that far off. They're pretty close with Philadelphia, but it's the volume. So you got to defend without fouling. Don't allow the 76ers to walk out the door with a 10 free throw attempt advantage, and that's going to really maximize your chance to shoot your way into a win. Last but not least, a Hornet to watch. Before I get into my Hornet to watch, has Joel Embiid been called for an embellishing call yet this season? Do we know? I'm just know. curious. They put that rule in for a reason, and I just haven't seen it called on Joel Embiid. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. I'm sure Shaqton and the Fool would have would have made Probably. it the headline if it, if that was the I'll, case. I'll go back and look at the archives. Anyways, back to Hornets player to watch. I just had to get that off my chest, off my soapbox a little bit. For me, Hornets player to watch based off of nothing that we know about the injury report. We're going to go ahead and say it's status quo. Whoever played last night is going to be back in the lineup today. If that's the case, i got to look at P.J. Washington. That's going to be a really tough matchup trying to go up against Joel Embiid if he gets that start at center. That's going to be really, really difficult as a small ball five, not more so on the offensive side, just defensively trying to show his hands. I mean, P.J. picked up his fourth foul early in that third quarter, and I thought that took a lot of wind out of the sails for the Hornets last night. I mean, when P.J. got his fourth foul at the 8.57 mark of the third quarter, Charlotte had a 10-point lead. They were up 73-63 to in the third quarter. It ended up being a 12-point lead going into the fourth quarter anyways, but a lot of that there down the stretch was P.J. not playing in the fourth quarter just because of that foul trouble a little bit. You had to rotate in Nate Mensa and J.T. Thor, and at that point, San Antonio was able to go on a little bit of a run, and I'm not saying that it was all paint possession points or anything like that, so maybe it was just an exception to the rule when they were able to hit threes, but for me, I just thought that the fact that P.J. wasn't out there on the floor, especially even from an offensive standpoint, was a little bit troublesome for the Hornets, so one side of the court, the defensive end leads to the other side. If you're in foul trouble, you can't score, obviously. You're on the bench. You're sitting there, so I think P.J. Washington has a lot to handle in tonight's matchup. If everything stays status quo, if Nick Richards is not able to go with that ankle injury, then it's going to be a really tall task for P.J. Washington tonight. I think it's a fair pick, you know, not knowing what exactly is going to happen at the center position, but knowing P.J. Washington is going to have some part of the responsibilities of trying to slow down Joel Embiid, the reigning MVP. I like it. I like the pick. I'm going to go with the rookie Brandon Miller. He's coming off of what I arguably think, uh, I'm not arguing with myself, I think it's the best performance we've seen from him so far in his NBA career. One thing that we haven't seen Brandon do yet is put together back-to-back 20-point performances. And it's not alarming, but it is a little surprising because he has spent so much of the season as a starter, has spent so much of the season playing major minutes and getting a lot of shot volume. So he's such a consistent player. He's been around 15 points per game basically the entire season, and he does have more than a handful of 20-point games, but he hasn't had them back-to-back yet. This should be an opportunity for him to get there. There's a lot of shots to go around. He plays a position where there's going to be some different kinds, but advantageous matchups for him. Uh, Tobias Harris is a, a guy who, you know, maybe at this point, right now resembles what Brandon Miller is, a good sharpshooting big wing who can do a lot of things driving and finishing. Harris probably a little further along in his finishing game, seeing as he's been in the league for 10 years. Uh, You've got a guy like Nicholas Batum who might be the head-to-head matchup at times. Miller's going to have a speed advantage there. Uh, He's going to probably have to go up against Patrick Beverly at times, depending on the matchups out there on the floor. He's going to have a size advantage there, but Beverly, one of the 
best defenders in the game. So there's a lot of really interesting matchups. This will not be easy for the Hornets rookie and Brandon Miller the first time around against the Philadelphia 76ers. He took more shots than any Hornet did, but he was not very efficient. Four of 16 from the floor, two of seven from three, albeit no one was efficient from the floor or from three in that blowout loss, 135 to 82. But I'm looking for building blocks for Brandon Miller to show improvement from the game a month ago and to build off what he was able to do last night in a win over the San Antonio Spurs. Either way, we'll have it covered for you tomorrow with a recap edition of the HHC. And then, of course, the Hornets will be back on the road. Hornets' next home game out there on the horizon. Uh, They're going to be gone for a couple of days, but not too, too long. They'll return again on Friday, the 26th, hosting Houston. And that one will actually tip off a four-game homestand and a stretch where, believe it or not, Rob Longo, seven of eight at home. 11 of 13 to close out the pre-All-Star break portion of the season inside Spectrum Center. A homestand? What's that? Haven't had one in a while. Don't know what it looks like. I guess technically today is part of one because two in a row. Yeah. Well, if the Hornets get a win tonight, that's two. That's close to a winning streak. It has happened before. We're looking forward to hopefully it happening again. One last thing, LaMelo Ball. Three straight wins at Spectrum Center. I think we brought that one up before, but three straight wins. We'll see if he can make it for tonight. Hornets hosting the Philadelphia 76ers. Rob Longo, thanks as always for joining me here on this edition of the HHC. Yep, I'll talk to you in a couple hours from now. Yes, you will. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. For everybody here, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Hornets Hivecast. Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit Hornets.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.